Well, it's going to be a happy Teal Shirt Report podcast today. Episode number 80. Happy New Year to everyone. Season 3. Episode show number 80. Season number 3 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We're coming on with the podcast late in the fourth quarter. The Jaguars with a 31-3 lead over the Houston Texans now in the fourth quarter of the game. Amazing. It has been the running backs that have been the story for the Jaguars. Hasty got a couple of touchdown runs, a long uh, touchdown run by Travis, um, actually by Travis Etienne. Trevor Lawrence threw an interception, you know, back in the first half, but it didn't hurt the Jags any. Houston did not score uh, when they got the ball back. The Jags have run into really a, another, I would I would have to say it this way. The Jags have run into another um, underperforming offense, to say the least. Um, the Jets had a real poor offense. The Texans have a real poor offense. And the Jaguars had big plays. They didn't make the crucial number of mistakes it would have taken for the Jaguars to actually lose this game. And they're going to win it. How long has it been since the Jaguars won eight games in a season? Well, that would have been back in 2017, right at five years ago. Right now, late in the fourth quarter, the Jaguars with a 31-3 lead over the Houston Texans. The story has been a touch, long touchdown run of about 62 yards by uh, running back Travis Etienne. Uh, Jermichael Hasty, the backup running back, has scored a couple of touchdowns, and we'll run it all down for you. I want to tell you, we're brought to you by Saucer Realty and Capital for your real estate needs, whether it's home, residential, business, or commercial real estate. Remember Larry Saucer and his staff with Saucer Realty and Capital. They also do appraisals on land, property, you know, buildings, homes, what have you. They do that as well. That's Saucer Realty and Capital. You can find the link to their website by going to our website at bigjreport.com. That is BigJReport.com. Scroll the homepage all the way down um, to the 24-7 North Florida weather information on our homepage. About halfway through our weather report, you'll find the link for Saucerility and Capital. Click on the link, and you'll find everything Larry and his staff at Saucerility and Capital are doing. They're uh, selling homes, buying homes, buying, selling whether it's home or residential, business or commercial real estate, remember Saucer, that's S-A-U-C-E-R, Saucer Realty and Capital. Um, you know, they're doing real estate deals in Jacksonville, Gainesville, Live Oak, Lake City, and, and most all surrounding areas, and a little bit a little bit to the south of that line as well. We also want to talk about great internet radio, Lake, YafalaHits.com, great internet radio. Hey, where it's all good. They've got Rock Saturdays, Hits 2000s, Monday through Friday evenings. And you can start out the week, start out the day, Monday through Friday, with recognizable hits from early in the morning, Monday through Friday morning, up until late in the afternoon, Monday through Friday afternoon, recognizable hits. In the evening, at night, Hits 2000s. In the evening, Monday through Friday night. Saturday is uh, Rock Saturdays. And again, late at night, they do have deep tracks, album cuts, and unique songs late at night. They, they've got a 
quite a variety for you 24-7. Unless they got a technicality or a technical difficulty, man, they're going 24-7, 365 days a year. LakeUfallahits.com, great internet radio where it's all good. We're going to talk about our friend uh, D.D. McDermott, who's running the, um, actually running the Hall of Fame trip to Canton, Ohio, June the 8th through June the 12th, actually, of 2023, the new year we're moving into. You want to go to the Hall of Fame. Tony Baselli's already in the Hall in 2022. But if you want to go to the Hall of Fame, take the tour, take a look at all the busts. You know, Tony's got a, Tony Baselli's got a bust in there too now because he's in the Hall of Fame. Check out, you know, all the hell of the hallowed grounds, the hallowed grounds of the Pro Football Hall of Fame up in Canton, Ohio. And you can take this trip. It's four days, three nights. Um, there's going to be some buses going up to Canton, Ohio from Jacksonville and North Florida. You'll stay at a major hotel or motel. And uh, Dee, Dee McDermott can give you more details about that when you give him a call. If you have concerns, questions, or if you would like to go ahead and book your trip, there's only like 200 spaces available. So make sure you book your trip. Give D.D. McDermott a call, and I'll give you D.D.'s phone number. Uh, he is right here in Jacksonville. His phone number is, it is a 904 phone number. Let me give you D.D. McDermott's phone number. It is Elegant Time Travel and Dark Diamond Entertainment presents Going to the Hall, the Pro Football Hall of Fame up in Canton, Ohio, June the 8th through June the 12th of 2023. Let me give you the phone number for Elegant Time Travel and, and of course, uh, Dark Diamond Entertainment. Give Dee Dee McDermott a call if you have questions or concerns about the Hall of Fame trip in June, coming up in June of 2023. Call Dee Dee McDermott. It's going to be four days, three nights, June the 8th through June the 12th. For your questions, concerns, or even to go ahead and book your trip, call Dee Dee McDermott at 904-442-3810. for D.D. McDermott. And that's right. If you have questions about the Hall of Fame trip that Elegant Time Travel and Dark Diamond Entertainment is putting on, please call D.D. McDermott concerning the trip, which uh, will be held June the 8th through June the 12th of 2023. We're now entering the year of 2023. It's now time, time to got to buckle down and get ready for this Pro Football Hall of Fame trip. If you'd like to go, if you have questions, concerns, or if you'd like to go ahead and book your trip, call D.D. McDermott at 904, right here in Jacksonville, 904-442-3810. That phone number again, 904-442-3810. 904-442-3810 for elegant time travel. And, of course, that's Elegant Time Travel and Dark Diamond Entertainment. Call Dee Dee McDermott. You got questions, you got concerns, or if you'd like to go ahead and book your trip, do that right now. Call Dee Dee McDermott, 904-442-3810-904-442-3810 for Dee Dee McDermott. And Elegant Time Travel, they got that Canton, Ohio Pro Football Hall of Fame trip coming up in you can be there too. It's for a lot of people, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. I also want to tell you about the Mad Max mix. 
That's right. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. The Mad Max Mix. Check it out. Wednesday nights, Mad Max plays a special mix of music. It's basically classic rock request, pop music request. He's got a story for almost every song he plays. And check him out. The Internet Radio Wednesday night music request show from 6 to 8 Central Time. 7 o'clock until 9 o'clock Eastern Time on Wednesday night. Max will give you his number, but uh, just click on the show at madmaxmix.weebly.com. That is www.madmaxmix.weebly.com. Or for the simpler way, for a simpler way of accessing the show, just go, just remember bigjreport.com, our website of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Go to our website at big, B-I-G-J-R-E-P-O-R-T dot com, bigjreport.com. Go to the Neighbors 2 page or the Outside the Box page and scroll the page and you will find the link for the madmaxmix.weebly.com. Mad Max hosts a show on Wednesday nights. And he does play quite a good mix of songs. The Mad Max Mix Check it out on Wednesday nights. Hey, you'll be glad you did. The football game today, after we talked about, you know, all of our sponsors of BigJReport.com and, of course, um, the Teal Shirt Report podcast. This is episode show number 80, by the way. Can you believe it? 8-0 of season number three. The Jacksonville Jaguars have a 31-3 lead with about 1 minute and 28 seconds to go. The Texans got the ball on the 20-yard line with a second down and one. The Texans just have not had much offense, very similar to the Jets, and the Jaguars have been fortunate to catch some. I mean, and I don't want to take away anything from the Jaguars' defense because obviously they're not letting the Texans or when the Jets were played by the Jaguars. They just didn't let them score touchdowns. I mean, the Jaguars beat the Jets 19-3, to and now today, uh, and mainly due to the fact that the Jags' running game really got going with not only uh, Travis Etienne, but with backup running back Jermichael Hasty. So it's been a good day for the running backs. We will take a look at the stats on the game, but, you know, the – you know, you got to believe the number one stat is is obviously the scoreboard. And, you know, the scoreboard has, um, at this juncture, the Jaguars uh, leading the Texans, checking the scoreboard again with about a minute, five seconds to go in the game. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars have a 31-3 to lead. That about says it all with about one minute and five seconds to go in the football game, right? Uh, we'll take a look at also, I've got a rundown on some of the, you know, the scoring during the game. Jaguars winning 31-3 to with, with you know, a minute or less than a minute to go in the game now. Uh, you take a look at what happened in this football game. And, I mean, you talk about, you talk about an exciting day for the Jacksonville Jaguars winning a game this big and now finally reaching the 500 mark with a chance to beat the Titans uh, next weekend and actually have a winning record in entering the playoffs is perhaps the hottest, one of the hottest teams in the NFL. The Jaguars winning their fourth game, absolutely their fourth game in a row. And 
been some exciting plays. Uh, 62-yard touchdown run in the first half. The Jaguars scored early in the game. I mean, they put three touchdowns on the board early in the game in the first half. Jaguars also got a long, long field goal in the second half from Riley Patterson. And Riley's been hitting all his uh, extra points as well. So we'll take a look at some stats in the game as well. Um, we'll take a look at a summary of, you know, what's been happening today. Again, the touchdown runs were amazing. Um, you had a long touchdown run. You've also had interceptions in the game as well. Um, the defenses had to play good football. I mean, Davis Mills is the guy playing quarterback for the Texans. Um, I mean, this is really kind of an inept offense from Houston. The game is on the road at Houston. The Jaguars are beating Houston 31-3. to Not only are the Jaguars really killing Houston today 31-3, to but it's, I believe, the first time the Jaguars have actually beaten the Houston Texans since about, about 2017, the last time they won the AFC South Division. The year the Jaguars went to the playoffs and, and defeated Buffalo at home, beat Pittsburgh on the road, only to lose the AFC Championship game up in New England, the game where New England had one penalty for 10 yards. So we're going to take a look at the stats. Uh, we'll try to pick up as many of the scoring plays as we can. We know that uh, ETN had a good game. Jermichael Hasty had a good game. And... A lot of excitement. I mean, incredible excitement for the Jaguars fans. They're now gonna the Jaguars are now gonna reach the five hundred mark at eight and eight. What we're talking about now for the Jaguars is actually a four game winning streak with a chance to make it five. And you better make it five if you want to win the AFC South because the Titans are gonna come in trying to win that game and they're gonna pull out all the stops just like seemed like Coach Doug Peterson pulled out all the stops to win this game. At Houston today, there's like 14 seconds left in the game. Jaguars with a 31-3 lead. Amazingly enough, the Jaguars leading uh, the Houston Texans. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars. The game has just gone final. Again, the game has just gone final. The Jaguars 31, the Houston Texans 3. Jacksonville scored 21 points in the first half. You saw touchdown runs by um, running back. Running back Travis Etienne, touchdowns by Jermichael Hasty. Uh, the Jags also scored 10 points in the second half while Houston was held to a third-quarter field goal in this one. And it's final now. The Texans lose to the Jaguars. The Jacksonville Jaguars 31. The Jacksonville Jaguars 31. The Houston Texans 3, the final score. Jaguars now at 500. Can you believe it? The Jacksonville Jaguars now 8-8 eight and eight on the season. The Houston Texans fall to 2 13 and 1. We're going to talk statistics, some touchdowns, and what's next for the Jaguars, as well as North Florida Entertainment coming up as well. This is episode show number 80 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast, season number three. We'll be right back with more of episode show number 80 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast coming right up. Stand by and stay tuned.
will the Jaguars win this thing 31 to 3 today? We're going to pull up some stats, some scoring summaries and uh, things of that nature. And let's let's take a look at what we got as far as um, the first quarter scoring. Um let's see the first score of the game was uh, on a shotgun play, Jamichael Hasty went over the left guard for 5 yards and a touchdown run. That would have been over Shatley, I'm assuming. Uh, the Texans punted after that. The Jaguars punted more punts by the Texans. Then the Jaguars scored on, this was the, the big 62 yard play scoring play shotgun to shotgun to ETN. ETN ran 62 yards for a touchdown, an absolute touchdown. And that was a big play. I mean, that's been one of the biggest plays of the season. So when you're taking a look at what happened in the first quarter, you had Jermichael Hasty run for a first quarter touchdown. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say this with these shotgun snaps to the running backs and things of that nature. Coach Doug Peterson, man, he went deep into the playbook. He wanted this game today. Also, when you shotgun snap it, say to a running back. That's going to get the Titans thinking about, hey, what what might the Jaguars do as uh, Coach Doug Peterson getting deep into his bag of tricks? So the first quarter score, uh, Jaguars had a 7 to nothing lead after Jermichael Hasty uh, scored, ran the ball over the left guard for five yards for a touchdown. That was a nine-play drive that took 45 yards and about 3.06 off the clock. The uh, two teams traded punts back and forth. Um, and then in the second quarter, you had a snap, actually a shotgun snap to um, Travis Etienne. He went over the left tackle for 62 yards and a touchdown. Jaguars, Riley Patterson added the extra point. All of a sudden, it's 14 to nothing. Um, the Texans punted. The Jags defense played well, but you've got to remember this Texans offense Man, I tell you what, they didn't do themselves any favors. And they were kind of inept almost as much as the Jets were uh, about a week and a half ago when the Jaguars beat the Jets 19-3. to You got to remember the Jaguars beat the Titans. Then they beat the Cowboys 40-34 to in overtime. They uh, beat the Jets, and it was kind of one of those gut-wrenching kind of 19-3 to wins, but they won. And it was a good win over the Jets, no doubt about it, when the Jaguars beat the Jets 19-3 to on, I believe that was a Thursday night football game, right? Thursday night football. So the Jaguars score another um, touchdown in the second quarter. Again, we want to reemphasize that it was the ETN score. Uh, Jags also had an interception in that first half. Uh, the Jags did have a second quarter touchdown, which was a shotgun snap to running back Travis Etienne. He ran over left tackle, went 62 yards for a touchdown. Then almost as quick, we saw another scoring play shotgun, shotgun, um, shotgun snap to, uh, Davis Mills. He was sacked. He was sacked, and um, he was sacked for about seven yards back to the 18-yard line. And it, the 
There was a fumble in there. Apparently that was recovered by uh, Jacksonville's uh, Campbell, Tyson Campbell. Uh, Tyson Campbell actually got the touchdown run. He apparently scooped it up. I missed that play, but I'm seeing it on the stats. Tyson Campbell ran in from 12 yards out for the touchdown. And at halftime, before the Texans could really ever get started, all of a sudden, you know, the Jags are up 21 to nothing. So then you get to the, um, the second half. Texans finally get a field goal by Fairburn. He kicked a long one, by the way, 56-yard field goal. That was in the third quarter, the only points of the game for the Texans. Jags had turnovers. They needed turnovers in this game. You know, count them. You take a look at the interceptions. And let's see, the Jags got an interception. I'm counting interceptions right now. The Jags got... I'm seeing at least two interceptions in the game. Riley Patterson uh, hit a 53-yard field goal good in the second half. And um, that was the end of the game. The Jags' last score was the field goal in the fourth quarter. Um, And, I mean, it was an incredible game. I mean, the Jacksonville Jaguars did most of the scoring. The Jacksonville Jaguars 31 the Houston Texans three, the final score, keys to the game. Even more than quarterback Trevor Lawrence this time around, it was the running backs who really took control of this game. Uh, running back Jermichael Hasty had two touchdowns. Um, of course, uh, Travis Etienne ran 62 yards for a touchdown on the direct shotgun snap. And the fourth touchdown, I believe, was from Tyson Campbell from his cornerback position, which was a big touchdown. It was on a play. Um, apparently, the the Texans uh, were running a shotgun. Apparently, there was a fumble. Tyson Campbell grabbed it, and it was Tyson Campbell. Let's see. Tyson Campbell actually got the score. Um, amazing. So, again, the Jaguars win the football game. We'll go into more detail because I, I'm going to decipher this a little bit more. Uh, the big news is the Jacksonville Jaguars win this football game. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars 31, the Houston Texans 3. College football, turning our attention to the final four of college football. Uh, these games were played on December the 31st. TCU upset Michigan 51-45. to TCU advances to the championship game of college football. Uh, Georgia, I don't think Georgia ever led in this game until the end when they finally grabbed the lead and won the game. Georgia 42, Ohio State 41, the final. So again, TCU, these are, these were like pinball games. I mean, these were shootouts, basically TCU 51, Michigan 45, the final and Georgia came from way behind. I think Ohio State at one juncture had almost, I believe, a two-touchdown lead in the game. Georgia came from behind, won the game. Georgia, 42. Ohio State, 41. So now Georgia and TCU advancing to the College Football National Championship game on January the 9th at 8 o'clock p.m. for the kickoff on the four-letter network on ESPN. That's the College Football National Championship game. It will feature Georgia, the Georgia Bulldogs, versus the TCU Horned Frogs. That'll be on 
the college football national championship game between Georgia versus TCU will be on January the 9th at 8 o'clock p.m. We've got North Florida Entertainment coming up. We'll check more stats on the Jaguars' tremendous, the Jaguars' tremendous victory over the Texans. Again, on this winning, this winning afternoon, on Sunday afternoon, January the 1st of a new year, 2023, episode show, episode show of our uh, podcast, the Teal Shirt Report podcast, episode show number 80 of season number three, the Jacksonville Jaguars with an easy, comfortable, and convincing win, 31-3. to Jacksonville Jaguars win this thing. Final score, the Jacksonville Jaguars 31, the Houston Texans 3. The Jaguars now 8-8 eight and eight on the season. They have finally reached the 500 mark. It's the first time they've been at 500 since way back after week, after four games, they were 2-2. Two and two. Jags, uh, when they were 2-2, two and two, ended up losing to the point where they were 2-6. and six. They were 2-1 and one at one time, so then they lost five games in a row. They were 2-6. and six. But what has happened today? The Jaguars now have completed their four-straight win, and they have basically, the Jaguars, I mean, I mean, they've won, what, five out of the last six games, I believe. Been incredible. Been an incredible string. We've seen a quarterback grow and mature. We've seen Coach Doug Peterson pull out some tricks against Houston with his running backs. The running backs were primarily the stars of this game, and also cornerback Tyson Campbell. Jags defense still playing well. Whether the offense they were playing against was was not good or inept or whatever we want to call the Houston Texans. Final score, the Jacksonville Jaguars 31. The Jacksonville Jaguars 31, the Houston Texans 3. More of the Teal Shirt Report podcast coming up, and we got North Florida Entertainment as well. So please stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hey, you're tuned in to a very, very happy and excited Teal Shirt Report podcast. The Teal Shirt Report podcast network coming at you with episode show number 80. The Jaguars beat the Texans on Sunday, New Year's Day. Happy New Year to everyone. The Jacksonville Jaguars 31. The Houston Texans 3. The final score. And we are going to take a look at some stats. Before I take a look at the stats, I also want to throw this in about the Gator Bowl game in college football. There was a huge crowd out there, well over 60,000 people. I think they were like maybe only 2,000 short of having a full capacity. I know there were some people that said before the game there may be standing room only, but it was still a very, very large crowd as Notre Dame and South Carolina uh, brought a lot of people. We did want to. We did want to talk about this bowl game because it was right here in town, in Jacksonville, Florida, TIAA Bank Field. Uh, Notre Dame won the game. It was a back and forth game. A great game. Great crowd. Notre Dame and South Carolina both bring people for a bowl game, and this was a tax layer Gator Bowl game on December the thirtieth. Notre Dame won the game. They came from behind to win the game. Notre Dame forty five and the South Carolina Gamecocks 38 the final score Notre Dame 45 South Carolina 38 let's get back to the Jags game 
and we are going to talk we are going to talk statistics i have pulled up some stats and now maybe i'll be able to decipher it even a little bit better than we did before this was really not a trevor lawrence day although quarterback trevor lawrence managed the game i did notice um, an interception he threw late in the uh, first half second quarter and, you know, that interception did not come back to haunt the Jags. The Jags had a 21-0 lead at the time of that interception. The Jaguars' defense got put in a little bit of, of a position then, but uh, I guess it proved Houston couldn't move the ball on them, give the Jaguars' defense some credit. We saw some good play today. But let's take a look at Trevor Lawrence. He didn't have to put the ball in the air much today. The damage by the Jaguars' offense was done by the Jaguars running backs, C.J. Beathard, due to this blowout, the Jaguars winning the game 31-3 to over the Texans on this uh, Sunday afternoon, January the 1st of 2023. Due to this blowout, the Jaguars were able to rest Trevor Lawrence, take him out of the game, keep him healthy, and play C.J. Beathard, the backup quarterback, and give him some, some reps. And... And that's a great thing, too. Jaguars win the game. Final score, 31-3. to Yeah, the Jacksonville Jaguars win the game 31-3 to over the Houston Texans. We're going to take a look at some stats. Again, it was a running backs that really, you know, turned out to, to be the stars in this game. Trevor Lawrence had a good game, though, 17 out of 21. You'll take that percentage all day long. Not a lot of yards, 152 yards through the year. No touchdowns, one interception. He was sacked once. Quarterback rating of 77. On the other side of the field, Davis Mills and the Texans got behind, and they had to throw it. Mills, 22 of 40. He had 202 yards. Uh, no touchdowns in the game, and he got sacked as well. C.J. Beathard did throw an interception when he came into the game. Uh, he was five out of eight once he came in. And again, there's nothing wrong with Trevor. He's just getting some rest. And it's, you know, C.J. Beathard's kind of the insurance policy. And C.J. Beathard, a good thing about C.J. coming in and playing a little bit, he gets a few reps in case he does have to come back in. But Trevor's healthy. You know, maybe the toe still bothers him sometimes. The toe he injured, what, about three weeks ago, three, four weeks ago. But Trevor was able to come out of the game because the Jaguars had a 31-3 to lead in this one. So let's take a look at pass receiving. Marvin Jones Jr., when you think he's done, all of a sudden, six catches, 61 yards, um, let's see, Travis ETN caught three out of the backfield for 32. Zay Jones, three catches, 24 yards. Jamichael Hasty, and this is a guy the Jags, uh, you know, picked up. They picked him up, and then they they, they felt good enough about Hasty to trade uh, James Robinson to the Jets, and that's what they did. Uh, not a real good day for Christian Kirk. Two catches, 21 yards. This long one, 13 yards. Evan Ingram, uh, one reception for 16 yards. I believe, actually, Evan Ingram was the intended receiver when Trevor made a bad pass and threw that one interception of the game. Um, 
Trevor Lawrence fumbled the ball once, did not lose it. I guess he recovered his own fumble. Um, let's take a look at the running. This is what I really want to see now is the running attack. Trab running back Travis Etienne Jr., nine carries, 108 yards, one touchdown, and heck, it was a long one, 62-yard touchdown run. Uh, Jamichael Hasty, 10 carries, 33 yards, had one touchdown run. And, you know, I owe Snoop Connor a, an apology because it was not Jermichael Hasty that got two touchdowns. He got one. And Snoop Connor, the rookie running back who the Jags got in the fifth round from Ole Miss, he was really the, uh, the red zone, the goal line guy with Ole Miss uh, last year. He's a rookie with the Jaguars. He actually got a touchdown in this one. And I'm glad we could clarify that for you. So we had a touchdown run by Travis Etienne, 62-yard run. Also touchdown runs by Jamichael Hasty and Snoop Connor, the rookie out of Ole Miss, got a touchdown too. So all three of the top running backs got a touchdown for the Jaguars. Um, we take a look at the Houston rushing attack. Not much there. Davis Mills, the quarterback, their leading ball carrier, four carries, 33 yards. Uh, Derry, now, this is a guy that used to play for the Jaguars, and I never really, I've got to be honest, I never really cared for this guy. I just never understood why there were a couple other players that didn't get a shot over this guy. They said, oh, he could always catch it out of the backfield. But uh, Derry Gun Bawali is now a Houston Texan, seven carries, 21 yards. Roy Spreeman, seven carries, 19 yards. Man, the Texans really didn't run the ball that well. Again, their leading ball carrier was their quarterback, Davis Mills, four carries, 33 yards. So I've seen about enough of that. I mean, and then the receiving, you know, looking at what happened, um, None of the wide receivers caught a touchdown. There was only a field goal, only three points by the Houston Texans. Let's take a look. Let's take a look right now at um, – let's take a look at the Jaguars on defense, okay? Let's take a look at that. Um, Forsade Olicon, still the leading tackler. Nine total tackles, four of those were solo tackles. Gregory Jr. Let's see, Gregory Jr., six total tackles. Five were solo tackles. Chad Muma, six total tackles, four solo tackles. Josh Allen had a sack in the game. Six tackles, three solo tackles, and one sack. Caleb on chase on. Came out of nowhere, you know, after he got back on the active roster. He was on IR from, my goodness, early in the year, maybe even preseason. Finally got a chance to come off that, I guess it was like a midseason IR. He comes back, what, a couple of weeks back. Finally makes an impact today. He made an impact pretty good. Four tackles, three solo tackles. One sack and a tackle for a loss. So let's give Cade LeVon Chase on. Um, I think he's uh, three years out of LSU now. He's supposed to be a pass rusher. He got a sack today, though. You take a look at the sacks. There were two sacks by the Jaguars. Josh Allen got one. Cade LeVon Chase on the uh, linebacker slash defensive end. And the Jags got a lot of those type guys. 
Um, back from injury, Trayvon Walker eased back into the lineup today. And there may be some confusing stuff with the stats because I was under the impression Gregory Jr. was an offensive lineman uh, for the Jaguars. So I don't know why he would be making that many tackles. So there's something kind of goofy with the stats here. So let's take a look at a couple of things. We kind of learn as we go sometimes with the stats, with the officiating. Um, Gregory Jr. I thought the guy was an offensive lineman. Okay. Sometimes the stories, it's interesting. Um, Jaguars win this one 31 to three. Now he's actually a defensive back. And uh, there was a story that, that broke here a few weeks ago that he was, they had him listed as an offensive tackle. So it's hard to, I'm telling, I'm telling you when you got this many players on a team, hard to keep up with everybody. So he's actually a defensive back. He got, uh, six total tackles. Five solo tackles in the game. And uh, so got that kind of straightened out, though. Also, let's see, Devin Lloyd. I know my executive producer really likes Devin Lloyd, the linebacker out of Utah, a good bit. He played good very early in the season. Then really, you know, I don't want to say shut it down. I don't think he did that. But, man, he went through like a rookie slump for a few games. Now he's back playing better. Uh, he had five total tackles in this one, also a solo tackle in the game. So I'm looking for Trayvon Walker, number 44. And I will say this, I, you know, I told our executive producer, JC, I'm watching Trayvon Walker on a play and it turned out to be a passing play. Trayvon's not rushing the passer. He's kind of, it seems like he's going out in some kind of, um, short pass coverage on a play. I don't know. That's, that defense bothers me a little bit. Let's see. Trayvon Walker today. He's got zeros basically across the board. Uh, he did have one quarterback hit. Number 44, Trayvon Walker. He's just getting back into action off that high ankle sprain. Man, that guy's got to get healthier, and he's got he's to give us more of an impact than that. I mean, Trayvon Walker. Zero tackles, zero solo tackles, no sacks. But he did have one quarterback hit. He did have one quarterback hit. That means he hit the quarterback. Quarterback probably, you know, threw the ball after he got hit or before he got hit or right when he got hit. But there was one quarterback hit by Trayvon Walker. So not the best game for Trayvon Walker. But again, He's just coming off the high ankle sprain injury. I'm going to look for more out of Trayvon Walker next week in an even more important game, obviously, against the Tennessee Titans. Gregory Jr., man, I tell you, I had that guy. That guy got drafted by the Jags. I was thinking he was an offensive lineman coming off, off the practice squad when um, we had an injury. Tim Robinson. So that's I'm gonna that's gonna be on me there. Uh, let's take a look at Gregory Jr. again, just to kind of recap this guy. Gregory Jr. is a defensive back, and I do apologize because I know I've mentioned 
that he was a backup offensive lineman at one time. But no, Gregory Jr. is actually a cornerback for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and he's playing some football. Tyson Campbell's playing well. This guy played some in the victory against the Houston Texans. Final score, the Jacksonville Jaguars 31, the Houston Texans 3. So I'm glad we could uh, – I'm really glad we could kind of um, – yeah, we could we, we could kind of straighten that out. That we know that Gregory Jr. is actually a defensive back. He's not an offensive lineman. That was a mistake we made actually on our uh, webs on our Facebook group here probably a, a couple of weeks ago when Cam Robinson got the injury. We do know that Cam Robinson's got, I believe, a meniscus injury, and he will miss the rest of the year. Apparently, Walker Little is playing pretty good. At the present time, Jacksonville Jaguars win it over Houston, uh, 31 to three. We will take a look now at uh, North Florida Entertainment. Uh, we gave you kind of the rundown of uh, the college football bowl games a little bit earlier, but we will take a look at uh, North Florida Entertainment. We know the Icemen, the Jacksonville Icemen, have won 10 of their last 12 games. They are hot on ice, playing well. They did lose on December the 31st. They lost a game to the Savannah Ghost Pirates in the Southern Division of the East Coast Hockey League. They lost a few days back to the Orlando Solar Bears, and the game was actually an overtime loss. But otherwise, the Jacksonville Icemen have won 10 of their last 12 games. They've been hot on ice. They're playing really good ice hockey. Uh, check them out. The Jacksonville Icemen play their home games at the Vice Star Veterans Memorial Arena. Let us uh, take a look now. And by the way, I want to say hello to a lot of the folks that listen in to us. I'm glad I could get that, that uh, Gregory Jr. stuff straightened out. That he is, in fact, a defensive back, a cornerback. He's not an offensive lineman, so we got that straightened out. I want to say hello to Enrique Crumbs, who listens into our podcast. Also, David Martin, Mike Riggins, Big Duval brother, Chris Parker and T.J. Overman with the uh, the North Florida local band Psychic Deli listening to the podcast, and they're in our BigJReport.com Facebook group. Want to say hello to Mike Riggins, Chris Bowman, uh, Richard Oliver listening in. Richard, man, you're a great guy, man. I, I see you in our, our group all the time. Richard Oliver, hello to you. Ellis Smith has been training again. I'm assuming he's attempting to play some semi-pro football and some indoor arena football in the future, but I saw one of his workout videos. Ella Smith, thank you for tuning in. I want to say hello to Ray Jenny, who listens in, Robert Irwin, uh, William Curtis Kearse from Duval Daily. I want to say hello to David Monk Rickley, uh, Mike Pate, Miller Mark, our comedian friend up in New York. Also, Kenneth Harris, he's always good for a, a Georgia Bulldog comment in our Facebook group. Kenneth Harris is a big Jaguars fan, too. I want to say hello to uh, John Gaylor, David Monk Rickley, Mary Lou Halub. And I'm, you know, I don't like to make mistakes, but I did make a mistake on Gregory Jr. No doubt about that. So let's get back to North Florida Entertainment here. And let us take a look. Had some shows coming up. Psychic Deli, January 21st at the Boussoir in Atlantic Beach, Florida. Here are the shows that are coming up. Let's see, shows that are scheduled. 
like I told you, we've got uh, Psychic Deli. I'm going to be at the Moose War in Atlantic Beach on January 21st. Plus, I also want to mention the Mad Max Mix Internet uh, Radio Request Show, the Mad Max Mix Internet Radio Wednesday Night Music Request Show from 7 o'clock until 9 o'clock Eastern Time. It's 7 o'clock until 9 o'clock Eastern Time on Wednesday night, 6 o'clock until 8 o'clock Central Time, and can be accessed at www.madmaxmix.weebly.com. That's Mad Max and his Mad Max Mix show heard each Wednesday night at madmaxmix.weebly.com. And you can go to our website at bigjreport.com. You'll find the easy-to-click-on links for Mad Max's Wednesday night show on the Mad Max Mix. Go to our Neighbors 2 section at bigjreport.com and also the Outside the Box section as well. Here's an interesting concert coming up um, in Jacksonville. Classic music group America, famous for singing Venture Highway and the Tin Man. And other great songs from the 70s and 80s primarily. The classic music group America will be performing live at the Florida Theater in downtown Jacksonville on January the 20th of 2023 with a showtime at 8 o'clock p.m. Also from Chris Parker with local North Florida band Psychic Deli. Quoting Chris Parker, Chris says Psychic Deli has a show lined up for January the 21st of 2023 at the Boussoir in Atlantic Beach, Florida. Psychic Deli live and kicking. That's right, Psychic Deli live and kicking at the Boussoir in Atlantic Beach, Florida on January the 21st of 2023. Uh, that show's still on schedule and on the books officially for January the 21st at the Boussoir in Atlantic Beach, Florida. Special thanks from us to Chris Parker with the local North Florida band Psychic Deli for keeping us updated on their shows at the Boussoir in Atlantic Beach, Florida. Came across this one now, Beach Boys in St. Augustine. The Beach Boys in St. Augustine, Florida, on Saturday night, February the 25th of 2023 at 7.30 p.m. at the St. Augustine, Florida Amphitheater. That's at the St. Augustine Amphitheater. And that will be on Sunday, I'm sorry, Saturday night. The Beach Boys in St. Augustine, Florida on Saturday night, February the 25th of 2023 at 7.30 p.m. at the St. Augustine Amphitheater in St. Augustine, Florida. Also, Journey and Toto. Toto and Journey. Journey and Toto coming to Jacksonville, Florida soon in just a few weeks. On Sunday evening, February the 26th of 2023 at 7.30 p.m. at the arena in downtown Jacksonville, Florida, at the Star Veterans Memorial Arena in Jacksonville, Florida. Your chance to see them, Journey and Toto, here in North Florida. That's going to wrap it up for the uh, Teal Shirt Report podcast this time around. Hey, thank you for listening. The Teal Shirt Report podcast brought to you by Elegant Time Travel and Dark Diamond Entertainment. Also by Saucer Realty and Capital for your real estate needs in North Florida, whether it's home, residential, business, or commercial real estate. Also by LakeUfallahits.com, great internet radio where it's all good. And the Mad Max Mix.weebly.com, Mad Max's uh, Wednesday night internet radio, Wednesday night music request show. 
from 6 o'clock until 8 o'clock Central Time. That's 7 o'clock until 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time at madmaxmix.weebly.com. On Wednesday nights, you'll find the link on our website at bigjreport.com. In the Neighbors 2 section and the Outside the Box section. By the way, the best place for listening to our website, go to what, or I should say the best place for listening to our podcast, the Teal Shirt Report podcast, go to our website at bigjreport.com, bigjreport.com, and scroll our homepage down, and you'll find, you know, scroll down just a little ways, and you'll find the latest Teal Shirt Report podcast. And again, this has been episode show number 80. Episode show number 80 for season number three of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Again, our podcast, the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Again, the Teal Shirt Report podcast has been eloquently produced by Alex Nunnery and also by our executive uh, producer, JC. Thank you guys for listening. Again, the happy news from Jacksonville. The game was actually played in Houston on the road. But back here in Jacksonville, we're all excited in Jacksonville and North Florida, South Georgia, surrounding areas. And the Jaguars have won a football game. They've now reached the eight and eight mark, and they have a one. They have actually a full game lead over the Tennessee Titans. But heck, the two teams get together next weekend. We don't know the game time yet. The game could possibly even be on Saturday. The game could be on Saturday, January the 7th, but most likely it'll be scheduled on Sunday, January the 8th. But we don't know the game time. It could be 1 o'clock, could be a 4 o'clock national game, or it could be a Sunday night game, which would be like 8.20 in the evening here in Jacksonville. So what's happened is we don't know the game time, but we're pretty sure the game's going to be on national TV because the game – Next weekend, the weekend of January the 7th and January the 8th, is a game that has division championship ramifications to it. It's basically for the AFC South title as the Tennessee Titans come to Jacksonville to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's going to be a battle in the AFC South for the AFC South division title. That's going to do it for the Tillshirt Report podcast episode show number 80. Whenever we head up into Georgia, we're certainly traveling those red clay hills. And also, I got this question for you. Episode show number 80. I'm not giving you a player's number today, but what does the number 80, what does the number 80, you think, mean to your Tillshirt Report podcast host, yours truly, Scott? What does the number 80 mean to me? If you think you know the answer, no, it's not Julius Thomas. (laughs) Did he wear 80? I forget what he wore. He didn't really work out as well as he did in Denver, but it's, it's actually not a player. It's not a player. But if you know what, what the number 80 means to me, write to me, at Scott at my email, Scott at bigjreport.com. You can't call me and tell me you got to write to the email. The first person that gets the correct answer, and it's a pretty simple answer. But here's the question again, a little trivia question for you. 
What does what do you think? Let's take a guess. What do you think the number 80 means to your Till Shirt Report podcast host, Scott? That's me. Write to me if you know the answer, scott at bigjreport.com. I don't know what the prize will be yet, but there will be a prize. It could be, you know, could be somewhere between a paper clip and a brand new car, but it's not it's not going to be either of those two things. It'd be somewhere in between. But we'll get you some type of prize from the Teal Shirt Report podcast prize stash and the bigjreport.com prize stash. If you think you know the answer, I'll only I'm only going to take the winners at the email address. Scott, write to Scott, S-C-O-T-T, at BigJReport.com. If you think you know the answer, write to Scott at BigJReport.com. Give me your best guess or answer. What does the number 80, and again, this is episode show number 80, is the reason why we're asking this question. What does the number 80 mean to your podcast host, the Teal Shirt Report? podcast host scott if you think you know the answer write to me let me know what number the number 80 let me know what the number 80 means to me the teal shirt report podcast host my name is scott write to me with your best answer scott at bigjreport.com and uh, if you win we will have to physically mail you something so whatever address you'd like me to uh mail the prize to we'll have to physically mail this prize to you i'm assuming so what you do send me your name uh, your mailing address and your best guess at what the number 80 means to me your teal shirt report podcast host scott that's gonna do it for this episode jaguars a winner today as we record this podcast on January the 1st of 2023. Happy New Year to everyone. This has been episode show number 80 of season number three of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Have a great day. Thanks. Special thanks to our producers, Alex Nunry, and our executive producer, JC. My name is Scott, your humble host and servant of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. And until next time, have a great day. We'll be back again with another episode within a few hours or a few minutes. So make sure you tune back in. The uh, podcast, the Teal Shirt Report podcast, have been coming to you fast and furious the last few days. A lot going on. Hey, the big thing on the day is the Jaguars are in first place by a full game over the Titans, at least right now. And the Jacksonville Jaguars have after a five-game losing streak this season, they have finally worked their way back up to the 500 mark at 8-8. Eight and eight. That's going to do it for this edition of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. We'll talk to you again real soon. And remember, Duval. This has been the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Again, thank you for listening in.